<laughs> oh, start. Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I have a weird story. Countdown stops and you just stared at me. You're like, do you want to hear it? I do. I'm happy to I'm happy to do it if you want. Um I have two weird one's just sad. Like oh. about well not sad, more like, oh you. Like Every June, I, I get into this weird state of, like, reckless abandon where I just wind up hurting myself. Oh, physically. And physically. And so okay. I think we've already seen a taste of that with my infested leg. I mean, is that your fault? And by the way, is it healed? It has healed. I'll send you an updated picture. It is doing quite well. Okay, but it's not gone. I mean, there's still, a, like, a bruise there. Like, a, there's a discoloration, but there's no... Is the boil still alive? The boil has died. Oh. It popped in the middle of the night, and I woke up because I thought I peed myself, but it was just the fluid leaking from my leg. Wait, <laughs> there, was an, there was enough liquid in it to make you wake up yeah. out of fear of pissing yourself? Yeah, because I was like, how, I'm not like waking sleep, and all of a sudden my legs were like kind of slippery, and I was like, rut row. <laughs> and then I realized what it was. So oh. that's nice. Uh, yeah, welcome to Dork Matters there, folks. Yes. But uh, every every June, this type of thing happens. Not necessarily the the infested leg, but I wind up hurting myself at some point because I get into this weird waking sleep state of just whatever. You just want to get to the end of the year. I just want to get to the end of the year by whatever means necessary. You've gone loopy. <laughs> I've gone loopy. You've got like zoomies. Loop de loop. And on Monday morning, mm-hmm. as I'm leaving for work. And my leg is on the mend, and I'm feeling good about life. Two weeks left, I say to myself, ah, what a what a glorious day, world. As I'm putting things in the back of my car, and as I go to close the trunk, I look at my neighbor's lawn to think, oh, it looks so nice. And I slam the car door into my head. Jesus. <laughs> I had a full goose egg with a like a dent from the latch. Of the mm-hmm. of the trunk. and you had to go to work like that. Sure did. Yeah. Uh, so has somebody offered a wellness check? <laughs> <laughs> to see that I'm being abused. Yeah. I'm abusing not myself. Not that that's a laughing sports. matter, but uh, no, it is not. But it's one of those things that it's like, what are you doing here, Lex? Yeah. So you can only be injured so many times in public before, yeah, like people start to ask. I mean, Every June, I know that this type of thing happens, but what is going on? Yeah. But that's that leads me to the the next wild story, which I'm going to leave out names because it is really wild. To protect the innocent. To protect the innocent. Let's say that I have an acquaintance, let's say from art school. Let's go with that. Oh, good. I love it when it's a story leaving out names that I might actually... Uh, no, they're not actually art school people. I'm just oh, making that okay, up to okay. protect their identity. We did not go to art school with these people. I was going to spend this entire conversation trying to figure out who we were talking about. It was just as it's always. <laughs> Jesus. Nobody knows who that is, but that was very appropriate. <laughs> if it's a weird story, uh, it's or Smashly. But no, it's not because um, Smashly is no longer Smashly. Anyway, so let's say uh, formed a really strong relationship no, you know what? It's too weird of a story. I can't even tell it. I'm just going to tell it to you on the DL because I feel like it's just, it's too fucking weird and sad. And I, it's just so weird. No, you've overpromised. No. Let's hear it now. Okay. You can't just do the Coles notes quickest possible. What's going it's on with these just, people that's weird. 
you can't tease people with the possibility of a really weird, sad story and then just back out. It's it's sad, but it's not sad. It's just it's such a movie quality story. You know what? You give us you give us the rundown and we'll okay. decide if it's sad or not. A person who barely knows another person, they had a few interactions in passing that were pleasant. One of those people happens to be older, like in their let's say mid eighties. Um, randomly, years after their interactions, reaches out and says, hey, just in case I die because I'm old, I'm leaving all my worldly possessions to you, person that I've had four good interactions with. Whoa. And so that's what's happened this week. Like my house, everything inside of it, power of attorney, all that jazz. It's like a movie. All right. It is like right? a movie. Um. Sad in that there's death involved, but as you know, my policy with old people dying is probably racist, so net positive. I meant, like, sad in that this person has nobody else in their life to leave these things to or to have. Like, they don't have kids or family members or friends. Well, see, that's speculation on our part. No, that's what the that's what they indicate as part of this. Because I have no one in my life. Oh, okay. They're like, I'm giving it to you because you're the closest. Oh, God, that's sad. There, right? The other person probably feels obligated to go and spend time with this individual. Yes. Well, well obligated to accept or just like. Take take the stuff. Is there, what's the, what's the catch? Take the but, stuff. I don't know. Have you ever had to deal with the property and things of a person who's passed away. Like, it is... No, I have not had to deal with estate stuff. It is... Oh, it is yeah. the worst. It is very overwhelming. And after a while, it becomes kind of... You you become desensitized to making all these phone calls to people where you're like, Hi, I'm calling because so-and-so died. And I need to... And, you like, there's no emotion. The people are like, oh, okay. And it's just like, it's really... It's just an icky, icky thing. Hmm. So... That, that was my week. Does the other person need the the financial ballast that could be involved with this? No, and I wouldn't say that there was much there. Oh, gotcha. So this is more of a desperate attempt to a house, though, you said. But like, yeah, but not. Is there a mortgage on the place? Is it in our city? Who knows, Ben? Yeah. Who knows? There's so many questions. I mean, you can look that shit I'm up. I'm hoping that this is a haunted house scenario where they must stay for one evening. And upon sunrise, mm -hmm. if they've lived to see the morn, they get the house. That's what I would do. Because I don't have children. And so I'm probably going to leave my stuff to, like, your children. But I'm going to make it really, like, they're going to have to complete a series of tasks and skill-based questions. I mean, I would suggest some sort of treasure yes, hunt. Absolutely. Worldwide treasure hunt. Uh, <laughs> culminating in a simple box buried in their own backyard. That says, like, the treasure was the friends you gathered along the way. Also, my The treasure shitty was house. the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the shitty house. And the shitty, dilapidated house <laughs> that you now have to tear down. You're welcome. Full of weird toys. <laughs> uh, the land is where the value is, folks. Don't worry about the, the property. I mean, yeah, let's be honest What here. is on the yeah. land is not as important as the land. So take it. That's what I say. That's It's got to be a yeah. win. Even if you dissolve the mortgage, sell it off. Oh, God, we just... What an adult podcast, dissolving mortgages? I mean, things, things, things happen. happen. Yeah, that's true. That's what my dad always said, things, things happen. <laughs> my favorite line, I'm not sure if you're a fan of Tom Segura, is just, people suck. Yeah, people suck, things happen. I don't happen. know Tom Segura. He's a, he's a comedian. We don't need to get into it, but there you go. I go, hey, there's a fucking baby. 
in there being a baby right now. And the manager goes, some people suck. And he walked away. That is the best customer service line I've ever heard in my life, hands down. Yeah, we have a sordid history with comedians on this podcast. <laughs> do we? we? Don't, uh, do we already forget about Jeremy Hotz? Oh, we Did still you haven't got the t-shirts. Oh, that fucker stole God our money. damn it, Jeremy Hotz, you swindler. If you're listening, Jeremy, and I know you are, what else are you up to? Send Snake us our sales. goddamn t-shirt, you son of a bitch. You know, one of these days it's going to show up and I'm going to be like, what the fuck was this? I'll do a chargeback on my credit card. <laughs> do it, do it, you do it. Take... He doesn't get that money. Initiate a chargeback. My bank can contact Jeremy Hotz and be like, why didn't you send us? The house belongs to Jeremy Hotz. Jeremy Hotz has left us his house. Oh, my God. (laughs) He has nobody else to leave the house to. Jeremy Hotz was a ghost all along. (laughs) Nobody else has ever seen this comedy, uh, this comedian, except for you and I. It was a ghost all along. I kind of feel like that's the truth at this stage. All right, this is good enough. Let's hit the theme song. There's no music on my end. It's just you dancing. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Dork Matters, a dorky podcast for dorks. I'm your dad dork host, Ben Rankle, and with me, as always, your Ed Dorkator, Lexi Hunt. I would like that every time I enter a room for it for really? like that voiceover. I think I, oh, Lexi yeah. Hunt. Like a WWE star. Like walking, yes, is that too like, much to ask? Entrance music. Yeah, what's your what's your entrance music? Okay, I need a minute to think about this. I don't have an off the cuff. Uh, oh. My entrance music is uh, the chain, and that'll be like my oh, gimmick. I'll have like a big good. bike chain around my back, and I'll like beat people in the ring with a chain. <laughs> that's a good one. The chain. That's a you know what? That's a great one. What would yours be? <sighs> I've uh, given you extra time here to think. Did you use the time? No, I was just thinking, I was visualizing what it was. And I was like, yeah, the chain is a perfect one. <laughs> just me smacking people with chains in a, uh, in a, I got nothing. a wrestling ring. Like a Joan Jett song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Cherry bomb. And then you can blow people up. But cherry bomb is Throw overused. Firecrackers. It's, it's, you know, it's it is way very, overused. very overused. You're right. It's... It would have to be something really unassuming, like. <laughs> Something from heart. No, it would be like a Joni Mitchell song. Like, oh, what's happening? Right <laughs> Joni now? Mitchell, the clouds song. <laughs> That's not Joni Mitchell. It is. I really don't oh, know. Oh, okay, yes, that one. At all. What was the other cloud song? I you was were thinking, thinking of? of the like clouds in my coffee. You're so vain. But that you think the you know song that one. is about you, don't That's you? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who does that. I know Tony Braxton, <laughs> unrelated to anything. Um, break my heart. <gasps> That's what it would be. Oh. And then my move would be the heartbreaker where I, like, do this, like, right on their chest. And then... I'm pretty sure there's a heartbreaker already from uh, the, that, like, group of wrestlers. This is terrible. Sean, Sean the Heartbreak Kid or whatever. <gasps> oh, yeah. 
Can we do an episode on like 80s wrestling? Wrestling? Yes, we can. I haven't watched it since the 90s and like did Generation X, but still. My dad taught the Hart family. Yeah, I mean, we live in Calgary. Everybody has some sort of of connection to the Hart family. Keith Hart used to substitute at my uh, school all the time. Let's see if we can get Keith to come on the uh, show. He's still substituting. The dude has to be 90. He's doing it in his wrestling shoes. I love it. We have so much to discuss. All right. Wrestling. Okay, that's good. Next episode is wrestling. Oh, yeah. But specifically, late 80s to mid 90s wrestling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you will. Yeah. We stop when we hit. Yeah, before before they get the F out, as the old old ad was. (laughs) Get the F out. We lost our lawsuit to the World Wildlife Foundation. (laughs) The panda bears won. (laughs) (laughs) And they should. Speaking of panda bears, before we move on, I just want to talk about orcas for a second. (laughs) Why are orcas like the big thing right now? (laughs) Because they're kicking the shit out of people's boats right now. Specifically, apparently yachts. They are attacking. Uh, The going theory right now is apparently, uh, apparently young orcas, teen orcas, do fads the same way that Human teens do. Yes. There was a time when the orcas were doing the fish thing on their head. And they, they would put their fish. heads on their heads. Yeah. And as somebody pointed out, they were putting the fish like sort of on their heads, but like up out of the water. And so it was actually more like walking around with a hamburger on your nose. And that was a fad for <laughs> like a year. Does. And apparently a pod tried to bring it back, but it didn't come back. So the speculation I read was that apparently it's just super hip to sink boats right now to I fuck them that. up. Uh, I'm actually hoping it's a larger, uh, you know, conspiracy to, uh, and, you know, boats in the sea ocean going nonsense. Yeah. I would love it if the orcas took over the world and they're like, stay out of our seas. And people were like, well, we have to respect the orcas. If we just fucking lost the seas to like the orcas of the dolphins or some sort of, as, as we just said, like a conspiracy of whales, uh, to, oh. to just fucking take back the oceans. That would be amazing. I would respect it i'd stay out i'd say like yeah we shouldn't have been there we we got out of the water a very long time ago we climbed into trees and that's where we should have stayed hey ben question for you hit me if you if you had to liken any trend go ahead go ahead Odo. <laughs> no if you had to liken Shugi-san. any trend go ahead Odo. oh my god if you have to like any trend liken compare any trend liken. that we grew up with to the fish on the head of the orcas, mm-hmm. what would it be and why? Hacky sack. Hacky sack. Yeah, Interesting. Stalls. Yeah, you got to stall mm. it out. I can't think of another one. I mean, maybe cat in the hat hats. Ooh, those were fucking I was weird. Thinking, or the jester yeah, hats from the nineties. The 90s. dumb jester hats that people wore when they would go like snowboarding or something. Yeah. Oh, gross. Okay, that's yeah. that's good. Those were terrible. That's a great little anecdote. Good job. Fads. Yeah. Uh, speaking of conspiracy, we are here to talk about conspiracy theories uh specifically our favorites can you use a term like that yes you can i think i think we talk about what we like about these Mm -hmm. conspiracies um just to get us into it uh conspiracy theory is an explanation for an event or situation that asserts the existence of a conspiracy by powerful and sinister groups often political in motivation when other explanations are more probable. Uh, the term generally has a negative connotation, as I'm sure you mm-hmm. all know, and implying that the appeal of a conspiracy theory is based on prejudice, emotional conviction, or insufficient evidence, or or all three. Yeah. 
Uh, anyhow, I think that's a good enough explainer on conspiracy theory for folks. Love it. What do you love about conspiracy theories? Ah, I love the improbable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, I also like I love a good story. But what worries me about mm. conspiracy theories is like I think they're all in fun, but then people are when I think it's in jest, and then they're like, "No, it's true." And like, oh. absolutely, and we need to definitely find some space to talk about sort of, especially yep. nowadays, the distrust that has led to sort of the <laughs> like if we were going to do not fun conspiracy theories, we'd have mm-hmm. to talk about QAnon and PizzaGate. And like, oh. like just some dumb, dumb fucking shit going on. And uh, yeah. I guess so. Uh, we don't want to go down our bill. So let's no. do fun conspiracy, fun conspiracy theories. For the, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I like is ridiculous. And like you said, it's all fun and games until somebody says they believe it. So where do you want to start? You want to give us your first one? What's your, what's one of your best faves? My most favorite, favorite of all conspiracies and Ben, I guess it starts with a question. Who controls the British crown? Who keeps the metric system down? We do. We do. We do. Who keeps Atlantis off the maps? Who keeps the Martian, Ben, under wraps? And then the Martian pops up and yells, we do. While swinging a mug. While swinging a mug. I love that scene. Uh, so we're you're specifically speaking about the Simpsons version of the Illuminati then stone cutters the stone cutters the stone cutters yes the stone cutters are my absolute favorite freemasons kind of, yeah kind of like the freemasons and it's basically like a secret ancient guild or organization which is a parody of the freemasons um and the springfield branch was led by number one voiced by our beloved patrick stewart lovely and it basically devolves into homer simpson and a bunch of monkeys taking over the temple ruining all the things but i think the stone cutters are my absolute favorite of all conspiracies because just the song is so catchy how can you not love a secret society that sits around drinks beer plays pool and sings a good song together i love it um so specifically like are we talking like if we get away from springfield for a second there are our freemasons sort of a conspiracy type thing that you are interested in i am a little bit because i like the idea of a secret organization and i have they exist exist. that's the interesting thing but people don't really know what they do there's a temple or whatever they call them near yeah temple our central memorial park (laughs) here in our city or at least it used to be they sold it recently they did sell it recently they're i guess not not getting the membership they used to but that's I mean, you always kind of wonder about like the the Freemasons because growing up, I thought it was the Stonecutters because their symbol looked the same, and so I just assumed right, wanted so you, the same. Okay, so the Stonecutters are specific to Springfield. Yes, correct. Yes, so I can see uh, why you might think a pastiche or like a send up of an existing thing was actually the real thing. I, I get that. Yeah, uh, but. A little background on the Freemasons. So Freemasonry or the Masonry refers to a fraternal, which means dudes, organization that goes back to local guilds. We're off to a good start. Just Yeah, a bunch of dudes sitting around. Um, but they trace their, their origins back to the 13th century, so long, long time ago. Um, but modern guilds or Freemason guilds basically ask that people... Oh my God, there's a, there's a dogma. There's regular Freemasonry, which insists that a volume of scripture uh, be open in a working lodge and that every member profess belief in a supreme being, so there's religious undertones, that no woman be admitted, cool, 
and that the discussion yeah. of religion and politics not take place within the lodge. Which begs the question, then why do you have to say that there's a supreme being if you're not then allowed to talk about it? So it that it doesn't really make sense. You know, because it's uh it's it's rooting out you know, the heretics that... Uh, and it's a lodge. It's not a guild or anything or a temple. It's a lodge. Mason Lodge. Oh, okay. Mason Temple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fascinating. I mean, there's a whole Wikipedia entry on conspiracies that are tied to the Masonic uh, orders. And, uh, you know, they are just rife. I mean, you get a secret society. It's always going to be that. The money in the U.S. has that great uh, Illuminati bent to it i feel like that's all tied up with freemasonry as well oh uh fun fact i wasn't exactly recruited to the freemasons but uh a mutual of ours uh had a grandparent who was actually a freemason and at one point i was it <laughs> it's always <laughs> you know who would be like actually in this case the least 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 likely of anyone we know to end up as a freemason was probably <laughs> but maybe that's what he wants us to think yeah. He's the number one. He's the supreme being. Yeah. So somebody was like, hey, you want to go to a Freemason meeting? Uh, they asked me to bring someone else. Um, you know, I'm not a member, but my grandfather was. My dad doesn't believe in this stuff. Like, you want to go? And then they tried to give me this, like, sort of send up about how it wasn't actually patriarchal or or racist, et cetera. I was just like, this ain't for me, my dude. Yeah. There are some, and like, as I was reading about the stonecutters and how they're you know, based off of the Freemasons, there is a lot of xenophobia, misogynistic undertones, right. undertones, very blatant tones. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, written right into the edicts, the dogma. Not, yeah, it's it's written into <laughs> of it. It's built into it. But it's at the same time too, it's, sometimes I think it's just like, it's a, it's a cop out or something to basically say that some shadowy organization is the reason that our lives aren't going the way that we expect them Absolutely. to or the reason why some things happen because then we it's it's why we have religion we have to explain things in some way but then we start going down this like really serious kind of rabbit hole and i let's keep it yeah. light so no i get it that's why my first pick is the the stone cutters yeah the freemason thing is just like it's like a country club for white people with golf clubs by a different name like they just want to it's drink an exclusivity thing yeah i think so yeah, let's move it on. Move it on. We could keep keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Get those doggies rolling, ride. What's yours? Uh, I'm gonna go with the the moon landing conspiracy. Oh, I oh. I know, but it's just so prevalent. It's like the first one anybody uh, like really hears about, right? Like. You think back to childhood, what's the first time you hear conspiracy theory? It's like, we didn't actually go to the moon. And they claim that some are all elements of the program were just like faked. Uh, you know, Kubrick filmed it all on a sound screen mm. at Area 51. Like, there's just such yeah. great, like, interlocking bits. And it's so, like, demonstrably, it feels like it's just so clearly fake. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of evidence that we've been there. And the fact that we had shitty cameras the first time people went is apparently the evidence that most people uh, hold on to. Like, they went back multiple times. There's more footage. There's samples, yeah. et cetera. Uh, just seems like a lot of work uh, to yeah. to fake. I don't get why people would just think that. It, it, it just seems more simple to go to the moon than to keep 
all of this key, like just all the lies perpetuating. Well, this is the thing that I learned as a kid is that a lie is so much more work and so much more effort to keep yes. going than just telling the truth and getting over with whatever bad thing you think is going to come from that. Absolutely. Um, so this one's great though, because it is uh, tied up with uh, flat earth society as well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who are the ones that in 1980 made a big accusation of NASA faking the landings with Walt Disney and and Arthur C. Clarke and Stanley Kubrick? It's it's lovely. All the the Hollywood who's who has gotten together. I just find that so odd. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of moving pieces. I mean, the simplest answer, as they say, you know, is usually yeah, you know, the one with the least moving parts. And in, in this case, I think it's probably simpler that they just did this thing. That is wild. Mm-hmm. And they went to the moon. It, and then they went to the moon. Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah, I like it, though. I like the idea that that no one did that, that it was all faked, elaborate to, to take attention. Like, there's much more interesting. Like, if America needs to take, you know, the public's mind off of something like, you know, the economy, et cetera, they just start a war. They don't need to fake a moon landing. <laughs> There's just no reason to do this absolutely wild, over-the-top thing. Like, we found Atlantis. I would love for that to be the next one. Like, forget the moon, but guess what? Yeah, Atlantis. let's do it. All right. Anyhow, I think I try to give you a little bit of a segue into your next okay. one. Um, so the next one, I think, is, well, it's perfect then to talk about the Flat Earthers. Let's do it. Flat Earther. Now, I want to be clear here that when I say that one of my favorite ones, it's not because I enjoy it. (laughs) It's not because you staunchly believe. Like, I believe that we landed on the moon, folks. Uh, Let me make that clear. I don't love this because I don't think we landed on the moon. And I think people have really uh, come up with, like, the real truth here. I think that if you think anyone in government has the shit-togetheredness enough to orchestrate a like hundred year long hoax like landing on the moon, then you haven't gone to a, you know, a DMV lately. (laughs) Like this just is not an organization that can handle something this massive. Yeah. You try to go get your passport updated quickly and then come (laughs) back and let us know how you think that moon landing hoax would really have gone. And so many people that just apparently be quiet forever and lie. It's just, it's, it's, it's wild. And that's what I like about it. The ridiculous nature. Flat earth. Flat Earth, yeah. And Flat so Earth. really my my love of the Flat Earth conspiracy actually comes from one specific documentary that uh, John and I watched a couple years ago. And so it is called Beyond the Curve, which is something I have that read was... about it. It is a great documentary because up until I saw that documentary, I just thought Flat Earthers were wackadoos. And... Just I mean, people that I still needed, think they're wackadoos. I, they, I still do. I also agree. But after watching the documentary, it gave me more empathy because oh, John okay. had always said that people who really, really deeply believe in conspiracies, many, many, many of them don't actually believe in the conspiracy, but they want the community. They want a group of people that they're connected with. Oh, that is kind of sad. You, It's the same thing that like you see with people that go like form, you know, elite, like a right wing or very like. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, you know people that get into a community that they don't want to necessarily be a part of, yeah. but they don't feel like they have a place to go. So they wind up kind of forging these relationships and they're like, oh, gosh, what do I do now? 
but they're in too deep. And so when we watch this documentary, that's really what it kind of showed me is that Mm -hmm. many of these people so deeply want to be a scientist or be an astronaut or something, but they want to be special. They want to be special, but they couldn't really find mm-hmm. that way. And so this was the community that first embraced them. Yeah. And then they start turning on each other because like you're not a real flat earther. I'm a real flat earther. And then they start turning on each other and disproving each other's theories. But maybe the best part of the entire movie is all the experiments that they wind up doing that actually prove that the earth yeah. is round over and yeah. over again. And they're Constantly. trying to make sense of like, they they said, I have a way to show you. And when people are saying back to them, but doesn't this prove to you that the world is actually round and you can see them just struggling with it. But maybe, and I'd highly recommend the documentary, even just for one scene, because they filmed this meetup of scientists mm-hmm. and this one guy gets up and he talks about how that's basically what this is. There's, they're, quote unquote, like failed scientists mm-hmm. who never felt welcomed into the community. And if people really want to disprove conspiracies or conspiracy theorists, they need to open up to them to welcome them in to have the conversation instead of just branding them as wackadoos and like sending them on their way. So mm. I love the Flat Earth documentary that kind of brings us to the conversation about why conspiracy theorists exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, and I'm going to reveal something. I have a flat earth uh, wood cutout of uh, one of the early, uh, what is it called? I think it's like the turn of the century. One of the most famous uh, sort of flat disc earth pictures. Um, I just love the art of it. So yeah. we put it up and feels like, I don't know if we should put that up. But they're, but some of them are really beautiful. I was like, I'm fine to, exp- oh, they're so beautiful. Even when they have this like nutty stuff on it that like, you know, if you believe the earth is round, you haven't followed yeah. the scripture very closely. And there, that's something I didn't realize that there's multiple theories of flat earth. It's not just that the world is like a flat disc. It's that it's a flat disc that maybe has a glass orb over top of it. And you're like, what? Oh yeah. That's a more, that's the more prevalent yeah. from what I've understood is that it has a, yeah. we're living in a biome. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. We have a biome and there's, there's still some curvature to the, the, the disc that we're on. I mean, honestly, my love for flat earth is mostly based on how, uh, uh, it led me to disc world. <laughs> I was reading about flat earth <laughs> and I saw something that said disc world. And I was like, Oh, okay. So there's, is this some sort of like subgenre of flat earth? And nope, it's just uh, Sir Terry Pratchett and uh, one of the best, uh, yeah. oh yeah, you know, fantasy fiction series that ever existed. And like, it's it's kind of beautiful. I like the idea of an earth that is flat, but the difference there is it's demonstrably flat. <laughs> you can fall off the side of it, uh, which we currently have no accounts for. I guess that's the close jar yeah. over top of us that's keeping us in. Professor Orlando Ferguson, look okay. this up. It's beautiful. It's called Square and Stationary Earth. Uh, and this is Professor Orlando Ferguson from Hot Springs, South Dakota. I got this as a woodcut to put up in our attic with all our other uh, fictional maps. Oh, that is beautiful. 400 passages in the Bible that condemn the globe theory or the flying earth and none sustain it. This map is the Bible map of the world. It's just... Uh, it's 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 the hand in hand of sort of conspiracy theory with uh, religious fundamentalism. Um, yeah. They really seem to go hand in hand a lot of times. 
I love that angels are sitting on the edge to like prevent you from like, oh, 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 careful. So here's a question. What are the angels sitting next to? Is that space around the square? It's still a 3D object then. I hope that it's like the nothing, like from, from the never ending story. Like you put a foot out and then like a wolf comes and eats you and then it goes back into the darkness. Oh, I love this little bit here on the side. These men are flying on the globe at a rate of 65,000 miles per hour around the sun and 1,042 miles per hour around the center of the earth in their minds. Think of that speed, and it shows these little dudes flying off of a round earth. Aw, look at them. Yeah, we'd fall off. Oh, I like that one, yeah. Uh, so your move, globe earthers. Uh, four angels standing on the four corners of earth are uh, from Revelation 7.1. So again, check and mate. Flat earth. All right, let's go to our break. Who's that Pokemon? All right. You ready for this? Yeah. What do you got? Silhouette. Silhouette. Is sort of an oval. Is it a flat earth? A rectangle. It's not a flat earth. No. Good call, though. It's an oval with sort of a rectangle shape underneath it, and then a rectangle off to each side, and then rectangles from the bottom of the bigger rectangle. And then inside the upper oval is two also large ovals inside of that upper spheroid now, sort of shape. Is it a Pokemon or is it something else? Do, 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 do. It's, uh, it is something else. Oh, is it to do with our theme today, Ben? Absolutely. They're always thematic with me. I would never throw you a curveball. Now it's got to be something to do with the stone cutters. No. Well, maybe. <gasps> what? I mean, so this is the thing that we're getting into here is basically every conspiracy theory like supports and or is linked to every other one. I, I mean, like, that is true. Yeah. The flat earthers are the ones that said we didn't land on the moon because how could we? There is no such thing. As the It's just moon. painted onto yeah. the top of our, our <laughs> dome. Is it? Is it some type of alien? Is it like the... It's it's a gray. It's da, a... Na, 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 na. It's a gray. Are you unfamiliar with the term gray? Is uh, The gray to me is a wolf. Oh my goodness. The gray. Uh, the gray the is like... The grays are basically like the archetypal alien. Um, oh, like the what, Area 51 alien. Exactly. Little green men. Like the... Yeah. Oh, the alien uh, autopsy. Yeah, yeah, they're mm. the ones with the the oval face with the big eyes. Yes. You see them everywhere. Yes, I yes I do. Um, standard alien, they are among us. Oh, good. Depending on who you talk to, uh, and that's a lead into my next favorite conspiracy theory, which is Area Fifty One. Yeah, that's a good one. Would you have rushed it, Ben? Would you have run to Area Fifty One? <laughs> So all these years later, I still don't really understand what the fuck they were trying to do there. <laughs> I'm going to run up to that their fence and look through it. Like, you think they keep it all out in the yard? <laughs> Just a bunch of fucking aliens chilling in, like, Adirondack chairs or yes, whatever, sipping on mimosas? I kind of hope so. Wouldn't that be a sight I, to see? It would have been. But like, I don't understand. What were they trying to accomplish? Maybe it was, like, it was spring cleaning. They took everything out of the garage so that they could sweep it, wash it out, and they just thought this is the chance. Oh, Get is that there. when they went? Was it spring? It must have been. I just love the idea of like the the news person and then like these these people just just a running past him, trying to see just, Area Fifty One. Like they're storming the Capitol. How many people actually ended up going? I hope it was like four guys that showed up together. I think it was more than that, but I'm, I'm I need to find it now. I'm going to Google for this. <laughs> 
how many people stormed Area 51? I feel like it's one of those things where lots of people are like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to be there. And then the day of, they're like, oh, shit, I got a thing. Yeah, it's kind of raining and I just don't want, I just wash the car. I don't want to go out. Oh, it's Storm Area 51. They can't stop us all was an American (laughs) Facebook event. Of course it was Facebook. Of course. Uh, they took place on around September 20th, 2019 oh, in the desert surrounding Area 51. A fall date. Uh-huh. Uh, with, uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess the event was created uh, as a sardonic shit post ah. and then, uh, that asked uh, Facebook users to get together and go search for extraterrestrial life that, you know, confirmed the conspiracies uh, that might be concealed inside. So more than two, uh, 2 million people responded going on, on Facebook <laughs> and another 1.5 that said interesting that. on the events page. Uh, but let's find out. On the day of the event, only about 150 people were reported to have shown up. That's more than I would have guessed. That is a lot more than... Yeah, I thought it was going to be like three cars of dudes showed up to be like, are we doing this? <laughs> Russian. Russian the place. Oh, here's a picture of a few uh, Area 51 people trying not to laugh and looking tough while standing at the gate. <laughs> that says uh, no trespassing next to it. And then a bunch of, oh, wow, there's a there's a concert, I guess. Someone, oh. someone set up a stage. Alien Stock 2019. Oh, my God. Well, you know. Area 51's cool. I love, you know, X-Files and shit like that. Um, for me... My love of Area 51 comes from an episode of Deep Space Nine called uh, Little Green Men, uh, <laughs> where uh, Rom and Quark are trying to take Nog to Starfleet and end up in a time hole, whatever, and crash land in the Area 51 in like 1949 or whatever it's supposed to be, uh, and then end up locked away and getting experimented on. It's pretty fantastic. It says here that humans didn't even have currency until 5,000 years ago, let alone banking, speculative investments, or a unified global economy. They're a primitive, backward people, Nog. Pity them. That's a good one. Yeah. um, I mean, this is another one where a simple answer is probably more likely. Are there unidentified flying objects in Area 51? Yes, probably. Sure. Are they aliens? Probably not. You are looking at a place that probably tests government, you know, rockets and yeah, or weather like, balloons yeah, and shit. Like, yeah. like planes and shit, secret planes and drones and shit like that. Like, yeah. And yeah, they very much would be unidentified to a lot of people that see them. So uh, I just, I like it. It's silly. I love aliens. Um, they're just weird. And I want it to be something more than it probably is, but you know, it's, no. it's not. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, people. It ain't. Have you ever had an alien encounter? No, no, no. Well, hey, it's worth checking. Um, you think I would have told you that by now? You never know. You might be embarrassed. No, are you kidding? If something like that happened, I'd be like, everyone, shut up. I have something to tell you. I just told you about this weird, <laughs> the house thing. I'm going to tell everyone. We're committing. We're committing, Lexi. <laughs> Uh, which reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Mr. Burns is wandering through the forest <laughs> yes. uh, irradiated. I bring you peace. Yeah, exactly. That's the simplest explanation is the correct one. Yeah. Is that a uh, rich, corrupt industrialist uh, got high on something and wandered off <laughs> into the storm woods? storm in the fields. Yeah. Yeah. What's your next one, Lex? Okay, I'm really excited about this one. Um, Perfect. My, my final conspiracy love of the night 
is the birds aren't real conspiracy. Oh, that's <laughs> a good one. The events of birds aren't real is connected by a Gen Z, who we love, fueled conspiracy theory, um, which suggests that birds, little flappy mm-hmm. things in the air, don't actually exist and are in fact drone replicas created by the U.S. government in order to spy on the American population. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of young people have joined into the movement by wearing birds aren't real t-shirts, having Mm -hmm. rallies, putting up t-shirts, all sorts of things. Um, But really, so this is happening in parts of the United States and other parts of the world. And really what it comes back to is the movement is a parody social experiment. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically saying that in, in our current age and stage of the world, we're dominated by online conspiracy theories and young people have kind of come together to make fun of these conspiracy theories and poke fun at misinformation and how things have kind of devolved. Mm -hmm. And so it's a way to kind of just like play with the absurdity of what's happening. So one of the um, people who have participated in one of these events says it's a way to combat the troubles in the world that you really don't have any other ways of combating. And my favorite way to describe the organization um, is fighting lunacy with lunacy. It's just, it hit the window. They're trying to silence us. But it's become this weird thing where um, birds aren't real is not a shallow satire of conspiracies from the outside. It is from the deep inside, says one of the creators. A lot of people in our generation feel the lunacy in all of this and birds aren't real has been a way for people to process that. So it's basically just... People trying to process misinformation by creating something funny. And I think that that's hilarious. Um, And from what I understand, this is one of those things, though, that has uh, unfortunately led to people actually thinking birds aren't real. (laughs) Which is just so perfect. And I'm sure the the creators are just like, this is what we meant. Yeah. Like... I think if we boil this down, this is probably where all of this stuff comes from. A group of guys got together to have a beer one night and somebody's partner asked them where they were going. They're like, oh, it's a secret meeting at the lodge. Exactly. Oh, stone cutters. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you can't come. No women. <laughs> no goyles allowed. They put up a sign <laughs> on their tree for it. A bunch of fucking children. Uh, <laughs> uh uh, I mean, I've seen the pictures of the supposed bird drones. Like, they just look so unreal. Like, what about the hopping shit that I see in my yard every day and I feed? Like, what is that? Is that a drone too? Or is it just well, some birds? You know, the funny thing is I've actually seen bird drones that have been created by industry for, um, like, I don't know what the actual term is, but basically the drones go up in the air and they're meant to look like hawks to scare away birds mm-hmm. from, like, oil sites or from airports. Yeah. And, and so, to, like, they exist. And to spread chemtrails. spread chemtrails. <laughs> so I'm just saying they're, they're, they're not real, Ben, is what I'm telling you. I've seen them. I've seen them. No. I'm, yeah, I understand. Birds aren't real is what Lexi Hunt is saying. Uh, 2023, right here on the record. Lexi Hunt says birds aren't real. She's seen fake birds, and now she understands they're all that. I had birds growing up, and they were so cute. Little, little budgies. Yeah, but no, fake. They were so cute. Anyway, yeah, so... I had budgies too. Did everybody have budgies in the nineties? Some type of bird. Yeah, they were cheap, and you could get them at the pet store. That was back in the nineties when they actually animals sold came animals in stores at, pet at stores. the mall. Yeah, not one no. of our finer moments. No. Uh, speaking of chemtrails, that's my my final conspiracy theory. 
Uh, I love chemtrails. I think it's just because it's so ubiquitous. Um, I love the idea that the idea of uh, condensation is just too much for people. There had to be another explanation to those lines. Um, but the chemtrail conspiracy theories begin to circulate uh, around the 90s uh, when a report about weather modification comes out. And then following the report, um, they were accused of spraying the U.S. population with mysterious substances from an aircraft, generating unusual contrail patterns, contrail being condensation trail uh, from the jets uh, on airplanes, etc. Um, and then it just keeps going from there. Um this one I like because I find that chemtrails, while I do not believe that yes. is what's happening, does definitely fall in the realm of, of plausible. Um, we are not at a place where, like when I say plausible, I mean like the idea that the government is mm. fucking with people, uh, sorry, the government, quote unquote, I mean governments have done many, mm-hmm. many uh, testings on people where they have not been fully transparent or not been honest. Uh, the Tuskegee Airmen uh, incident stuff, uh, just one example that pops to mind. But like, there are definitely many incidents where the government is not forthcoming in what they are doing with people. Uh, so I find this one falls into an interesting place of being very plausible in that mm. regard. Uh, and I find that interesting. But that said, it's also silly because there are contrails over us constantly. And what are they supposed to be doing? Yeah, that's what I always like. We're not seeing any active effects no. to these things at any moment. Like, we're not melting while we're outside. I haven't become <laughs> sterile. Uh, what else are they supposed to do? Oh, solar radiation management. Like, cool. Don't you think if they were doing that, they would actually yeah, be bragging about it? Yeah, they'd be talking about, about it. it with their, like, guess what we figured out how to do. You're welcome. Weather modification. Again, this isn't coming from, tra- uh, like, chemtrails, but we do see yeah. clouds and stuff to, like, stop, like, you know, hailstorms, et cetera. But, like psychological manipulation to what end what are you trying to get people to do last time i looked at north american society we weren't you know utopian folks that were just going along with everything um population control well that hasn't worked no uh it's it's not working uh and biological or chemical warfare that's definitely plausible but like not here because nobody's really dying unless you think they're giving us cancer i guess that's possible they're dropping microplastics on us. I like this one because I could very easily come up with a whole bunch of shit that sounds on the surface, at least without any scrutiny as being something that could happen. And that's fun. Yeah. But then, like you said, everything can kind of be linked back to like a shadowy organization. Sure. Yeah. The Illuminati. Who like, yeah, like they're controlling the chemtrails, which is why they don't want us to leave the earth because then they'll see that it's actually flat and like blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. The chemtrails are actually making us all believe that the earth is is round when it's actually flat. What if it's the aliens that are flying over the glass dome trying to get us out? Oh, or the aliens are the ones that are telling the Illuminati that they must control us or yes. else we'll be exterminated if we're trying to go into space. This is beautiful. I think we just wrote a hit. A hit Hollywood movie. Yeah, or just started our next, like, cult or something. <laughs> yeah, I would start a cult. Did you ever watch uh, The Pentaveret? No, but I remember um, hearing about it, and so I married an axe murderer. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I... The Gettys, the Rothschilds. <laughs> yeah, so that's where the concept of this comes up for What's-His-Face, old Mike Myers. Yeah. Um, but he did a Netflix series, like, a couple years ago called The Pent- Pentaveret. Yeah. And it is... 
a really wonderful mix of sort of conspiracy theory and like 70s hoo-ha weird stuff. Uh, it's a real blast with a secret cabal that runs everything and they have to replace members on a regular basis depending on when people die, etc. But it's supposed to be a, uh, a benevolent society. Hmm. I like that more than like the John Wick, like the table where everyone's just getting like knocked off. Murder world. Murder world. Murder world. Murder yes. world Illuminati. That is a sad world I do not want to live in where no. everyone's just uh, apparently carrying a gun and going to shoot somebody at any point. Yeah. Or knives. I mean, pick your weapon. Knives out. <laughs> that's that's my last one uh chemtrails 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 i like the idea that they are you know they're there's something that i feel like if you know in 20 years somebody's like hey this one plane flew over this town and dropped this shit without telling them just so we could see if it did x i would not be surprised Hmm. Okay. So that's your plausible could be yeah like i don't think they're running around doing this shit uh you know i just think like Mm-hmm. You know, you could drop something from a plane and I would not put it past some sort of group in the government to try doing something like that. Like not telling people, you know, what they were doing with them when they're giving them shots of whatever. Uh, see, this yeah. is where we get into the slippery slope, though, of, of like not giving them shots. Like there are real incidents. So like this yeah. is another thing I want to chat about before we, we wrap up mm-hmm. this is conspiracy theories seem to be emboldened or, or born out of this uh, lack of trust for the government over ages, yeah. as we have discovered that they've done shitty things that they've tried to keep yeah. quiet. Uh, you know, it's the same with like health, et cetera, you know, uh, testing on people without, you know, having their permission or sterilizing yep. people without having their permission, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like that's where this all comes from. And that's why we end up with things that like do suddenly sound. And then we, and it all leads back to, you know, the COVID vaccine is giving us, you know, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Mm. It's it's weird. It's weird to think about that. There's like this seed of sort of mistrust of, of truth of of truth in the mistrust. Um, yeah, and and trying to find the balance between that. Like, so who is the? Am I a sheeple or am I a sherpin? Well, and it's one of the things I was um, I was reading about like when we talk about people being sterilized or having like medical experimentation on people without their consent, that is. Yeah. The syphilis study for the Tuskegee is the one that keeps coming to mind. Yes. And that's uh, like many, many indigenous women across North America and other parts of the world have been sterilized against their will without their knowing. Forceful hysterectomies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that thing, like it's, it's documented, it's come out, it's been in public. And so when those, communities of people are not really trusting of the government or medical practices it makes sense and that's why there's so many people going on things like tiktok or instagram to make these videos about like why you should go to the doctor or why it's okay to trust medical professionals but then the next video that you scroll to Mm -hmm. is like lizard people in the basement of the montreal zoo and you're like oh shit like one's legit and one's not you know what? Now I want to change one of my answers. I want lizard people to be. Um, did you ever watch V or whatever it's called? I Yes, I remember this. Yeah, I never watched it, but I know the show. Where the aliens come down, they're lizard people, they take over. I love because it. Because of lizard so people. Great. Lizard people is great. Uh, and that's why global warming is happening, by the way. Because they need it to be warmer. As you know, lizard people are cold-blooded. Uh, so they're slowly warming the earth as a form of terraforming. 
So it's either that or climate change isn't happening at all. And it's a conspiracy to what end again, difficult to tell. I think the difference here, though, is that we find out about these misdoings eventually. Yeah. And there is scrutiny uh, of some sort and some sort of oversight. Like these things came out and were exposed. So, you know, if, if there's truth to it, I feel like it will surface at some point again, because the yeah. difficulty of maintaining such secrecy and such lies across so many people for so long. It's just impossible. It's just a logistical yes. nightmare. Yeah. The banality of evil is the saying, not the intrinsic, like, detail-oriented uh, fastidiousness of evil. Like, it's just... Like, nothing's impossible, but it's impossible. You know what I mean? Like, just come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's so many other good ones we didn't even touch on. MK Ultra, which turned out to be a thing that was actually happening. Yeah. Uh, the dead en- internet conspiracy. I do really love that one. Climate yeah. change is a hoax. 9-11 inside job. Finland doesn't exist is one I just want to go out on. Yeah fucking love Finland doesn't exist. Uh, For those who don't know, Finland apparently is not there. Uh, Anybody you think is Finnish is actually Swedish. And where Finland should be is a big secret body of water um, that the Japanese secretly fish in without the observation of the world. Yeah, just some privacy. They can have secret fish. And that's why they're able to get so much sushi, I guess. Well, I mean, they got to get somewhere. Because they live on an island uh, in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) by the finish i love it if you watch like videos of their part like different scandinavian countries in parliament it's this running joke where they're like in finland as as we all know which doesn't exist have stated the following things and i just love that it's just everybody just throws it in like it's just we've agreed oh my God, we got to find an example of yeah that. Oh, I um, one. yeah we got to find one and put that up um i mean conspiracy is a lot of fun i mean you know there's harm that comes from them uh unchecked i guess or or when when does the harm, when does it change from being good fun to harm, I guess, is 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 what I want to ask on our way out here. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Just a shrug. Like, I guess if nobody, uh, I guess if it's, if it's not actually about the conspiracy, it's about uh, community or racism or misogyny. It's about community. It's about finding a group of people that accepts you for you. And having to conform and be do anything possible to stay with that community because you want to be accepted. What's the button on the episode, Lex? How do we wrap this up? Best conspiracy is the one that you find along the way. <laughs> it's the, the real conspiracy. <laughs> it's the friendships you gather, which aren't real. Um, which aren't real. Those are all paid <gasps> actors. Uh, the Truman Show. We're all just living in a simulation and watch being watched on TV. You know what? Absolutely. And uh, that gives me, uh, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Until next time. Dork, 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 dork. Dork, dork. Thanks for listening to Dork Matters. If you like the podcast, subscribe, give us a rating, and tell your friends about us. If you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss, tell us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out original art and other content from Ben and myself. We'd like to say a big thank you to Yabra for the use of our theme song, Dance, off of their Astral EP, as well as a thank you to Jess Schmidt for producing and editing our podcast. Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters.
This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksika, the Begaini, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda Nation, Sutena, and Métis Nation Region 3.